2: We're glad you could be here to join us. Before we get in the word, Layla, can you open us up in prayer?
3: Yes. Thank you. Lord, I just thank you for today and for giving us another opportunity to turn to you, Lord, and to follow you and submit ourselves under your mighty hand, Lord. And I ask that you will continue to move and I invite you into our midst for our Bible study, Lord. And I ask that you'll minister to each person gathered here, Lord, and those that are listening, that you keep them and continue to show them who you are, Lord, and guide them into all truth by your Holy Spirit, Lord. And I already take it, and I receive it, Lord, in faith, and just declare it done, in Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Well, amen. All right, so we're continuing our study on the book of Daniel. We are in chapter three, and we're going to begin at verse thirteen. Can I get a volunteer to read from verse thirteen to verse eighteen, please?
4: I will. Okay. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, and, and symphony sorry, with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is a God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O King, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: There is a lot there.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Not just for what happened, but also how and what applies to our life and what we should apply to our lives. Mm -hmm. So let's begin with, with you guys and give you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is ministering to you. And again, if there are any questions all means, ask them. All right? Okay. Who wants to begin? Kylie, you got
1: something?
2: Well, it's more so the next section. It correlates to this as well, but it involves the next section, so (laughs) I'll wait.
1: Okay.
0: All right, Layla. jumping at the bit over here. I (laughs) say yes, go for it.
3: Verse 16 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. It really stood out to me. What they were saying was, we don't need to get in your face and and try to um, browbeat you, if you will, and go, well, um, our God is this and that. They weren't trying to bogart him and try to force him to come in. To what they believed, how he should worship the Lord. He, They just said, we don't have anything to say in this matter. And we know our God will save us. And even if he doesn't, we will not bow down and worship other gods. We'll continue to serve him, even if it means death in the fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. And that's important. That's how it should be with us. Jesus, when he was in facing Pilate, he didn't get in his face and go, well, you can't crucify me. Don't you know that I'm the king of the Jews? Don't you know that I'm the Messiah? You can't do this. Mm-hmm. He waited, and he only answered as the Holy Spirit spoke to him. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, didn't answer because the Lord didn't say anything. So mm-hmm. they were going to keep their mouth shut because in their abundance of words, sin is not lacking. That's right. So if they were going to talk out of line, they could have caused everything to go um off the rails, if you will, and just totally mess up what the Lord was going to do through them in this trial and bringing Nebuchadnezzar back into alignment, talking out of season, doing what they wanted to do. So we have to watch and make sure that we're not doing that either. Not speaking when the Lord hasn't said anything, not moving when he hasn't said go.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like the the opposite of that is when he tells you to speak, don't be quiet. Say what he tells you to say. And if he says move, don't stand still be right in line and in step. Excellent, Layla That was mm-hmm. very good. Yes.
0: And you brought up Jesus when he was before Pontius Pilate, right? Yes. And what did he say? Because you said he didn't say you don't have the authority to do this. You don't you can't do this to me. Don't you know who I am? But what did he say?
3: You would not have this power unless my Father in heaven had given it to you.
0: Mhm. Allowing the Father, the Lord, to be God. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you see that here? Yes. Okay. Where? Explain.
3: With Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't say, oh, king, you can't throw us into the fiery furnace. But essentially what they did say was, you can't force us to do this wickedness in the sight of the Lord. We're not doing it. I don't care how much you threaten and put a cattle prod to our backs, if you will. We're not going to do it. Because my choice is to follow the Lord. Jesus' choice was to follow the Lord and to submit to his plan, not go out of line, not do anything else that wasn't already predestined and laid out for him to do.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Excellent. Yes. Now, let's also, uh, actually, pause one second. Does anyone else have anything they want to share? Before we build off of that.
2: Okay, nobody so, nobody
1: remembers when the Lord says if you want to if you try to keep your own life,
3: oh yes, you will lose it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we lay it down for His sake, right?
2: Yes. yes, then we'll find it.
1: All right.
0: So let's start with in verse thirteen, right? Yes, like we were discussing yesterday, how this is in the midst of. This dedication of this giant image, right? Of Nebuchadnezzar on his quote unquote special day. And he's not even allowed to enjoy it because people have uh, approached him and said essentially that there's a rebellion. That people in his kingdom will not follow his instruction, which upsets him. How does verse 13 begin? King Nebuchadnezzar, or then Nebuchadnezzar. And it describes his, how he's acting. In a rage and fury, emotions being out of control, not reined in, not subjected, submitted to Christ, right? Out of alignment. And then all this happens. Then what happens in verse 15?
2: He gives them one more opportunity to bow down to his statue.
0: Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, exactly how it's beginning. Now, if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound. So, clearly there's been some type of discussion, and he's giving them a quote-unquote second chance. Mm -hmm. Does that sound familiar? How about Christ in the wilderness? How about, again, Christ before Pontius Pilate or the Sanhedrin? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? They repeatedly asked him, uh, or in the temple, who are you? All right? Are you the Messiah? Are you God? All right? And then that was also the accusation and the charge. How did Jesus answer that?
3: You said it yourself.
0: There you go. You've said it. Right? Didn't answer them in that manner. Just like you see here, where it says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but really Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Right, their original names.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? They said, no, we're not going to answer you in this manner. But what did they do? They trusted the Lord. God, whom we serve, they said what? Their confession was, he is able. And then, this is in verse 17, and then they also said, he will deliver us from your hand. So you see, even in there, I'll say the the roles have reversed. The king thought he was giving them the opportunity or a second chance. And they were saying, hey, we're going to allow this to to play out. We just trust the Lord that he has us. And their confession, their belief stated that, as well as their actions. Mm -hmm. There was unity and unison there. Mm
1: -hmm. And you can also see they didn't love their life. Exactly. Exactly. they weren't trying to keep themselves from dying. Their perspective is to be absent from the body, is to be present with Christ. So they weren't trying to hold on to this natural world in their statement either. They they let God, they they stated their belief and their confession, but also that God is greater. And let him choose. Let God decide. And um, so, yes, God does want us to be in the natural world as long as he wants us, you know, like to finish the destiny and the call that he has for us. And they weren't backpedaling on that, but they were saying, hey, just like Paul said, it's, it's good for you that I stay here. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I am, that's the grace of God. But if I don't, I'm going to Jesus. So, you know, that's my paraphrased version of that. But <laughs> if I leave here, if you, sir or ma'am, if you think you're taking me off this earth prematurely, you're just placing me in the hands of my Savior. Like, <laughs> do me a favor. That's it. Because as long as you're in the natural world, there's struggle. Right, but as long but when you put off this tent pending, you have made everything right, you know right with God, and you are reconciled to Him. You have nothing to be afraid of, so you hear no fear coming out of them, even though the enemy, which is Nebuchadnezzar, and the, cooperating with Satan, trying to bring fear. Right? Yes. And we've we've already determined and discussed how to how do you determine who's speaking to you, whether it's not about the flesh and blood. But it's about the voice behind it. If it's trying to cause fear, that's not the perfect love of God, right? Yes. Yes. So they they had every reason to be confident in their Lord and Savior. They had every reason to be confident in their Heavenly Father that he was going to get the glory out of this and deliver them. Deliverance. It didn't say that we're going to continue to live. He said he will deliver us from your hand, whether that be in life. Or in death, right? Mm-hmm. They yes. would be delivered. And that, that's why I made that statement previously. They would be delivered. They weren't trying to hold on. The, we're still going to live here, and we're going to still run on your kingdom. They weren't doing any of that. But they said, our God will deliver us. That that positioned God as the king in the situation. That exalted the Lord,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? And as yes. you said, Layla, they didn't start debating him and arguing him down. Mm-hmm. They did make a statement according to what the Holy Spirit spoke to them. And they let it be in God's hands and they put their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ, not trying to debate and not trying to convince and argue and get outside the love of God, but also not taking the bait to fear. Because somebody's yelling in your face. I mean, that's that's been going on quite a bit in the American culture at this point in time, yelling in your face and being angry. If you don't bow down and say sin is right, you don't oh bow God. down and worship this God, you don't bow down and say a lie is the truth. We're gonna ruin you. We're gonna throw you in the fiery furnace. We're gonna collapse your business. We're gonna take away your livelihood. We're gonna
0: Career everything.
1: Make them fire you because you won't do what we want you to do. But God said, Who will you choose this day, whom you will serve? The apostles, when they were beaten and commanded not to teach in the name of Jesus Christ anymore, what did they say?
2: Basically they'll never <laughs> stop
1: preaching the gospel. He
0: because- said, Should we listen to God or man? That's paraphrased.
1: Is it right? Which is right? To listen to you or to listen to God? And yeah, we understand that God puts people in places of authority, but he does not say whatever you do in that place is right. He said he created the positions of authority for a specific purpose. But when the person occupying that place twists it and corrupts it, that becomes a different matter. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And he gives everyone a chance. So while he gave that person a chance to occupy that place, it does not mean he now therefore co-signed on everything that they would do from that position.
0: The whole point is that they now have an opportunity. To choose. To choose, but also to continually demonstrate if they are going to seek the Lord Mm -hmm. for, yes, themselves, but for uh, the nation, for those that they are put in over, right, or in charge of, or not. Mm Mm-hmm the whole point of every position is that we have the opportunity to glorify the Lord in it mm-hmm, and allow him to be glorified right. in it. Yep. And that's what they do here, mm-hmm. right? Shadrach, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, mm-hmm. right? They say he will deliver us, but if not, right? In other words, this is the Lord. We're going to let him be God, right? He's going, He can choose what he wants to do. We're going to trust in him, right? And as your, as your mother was pointing out, whether it's in this life or the next. Mm-hmm. And if it's in the next, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. He is God. I'm going to let him decide. I'm not going to say it has to look like this, Lord, and right and all that.
1: If it's not like I want it, it doesn't count.
0: Exactly. It's just allowing the Lord to be the Lord.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we as believers, let, let's be sober and let's be clear-minded in our thinking. God does not want us to die prematurely. But there is a transition point out of this physical realm. Whether it's the Lord coming back, blowing the trumpet, and we meet Him in the air, and we're changed, which hey, I'm all about that, right? And or it's a physical um, leaving, not through sickness or disease, but just going. Okay, it's time to put off my tent, as Peter said. It's it's just time. I, I've completed the will of God. I've done everything He's asked me to do. Now it's come. This is my appointed time. I can put off my tent and and go home to be with the lord so just like jesus he had an appointed time to live on this earth but there was an appointed time for him to die and if he had stayed a moment longer he would have been in disobedience if he had left it prematurely he would not have finished the course hello yes so as believers let us not be afraid to hear that word death death has no sting for us and
0: to be absent from the body <clears throat> is to be present with the lord
1: Absolutely. Now, we're not letting the enemy steal from us. Absolutely not. Stand your ground. God has guaranteed you a life and he said when we because we set our affections on him, with long life will he satisfy us and show us his salvation. Set your affections on him and he'll satisfy you with long life till till you're satisfied. But before that, before that you will complete the will and the work of the Lord mm-hmm. as a believer. That's that should be our expectation. But God having, okay, this is the this is what I want you to do, and at this point, you're welcome to come home when you're ready. It's not something to be feared, and it's not the same as the enemy going, I'm trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? Yes. But them going, All right, Lord, if you brought us to this point and you're satisfied with what we've accomplished, we're ready to come home and be with you. God can He can deal with that. You have a question, Kyla? No. Oh, okay. So, you know, right. let us be confident.
0: Amen. Well, let's continue. Can I get a volunteer to read from verse 19 to 25?
4: please? All right, I Charles. Have to flip back there.
0: Did you have something else you wanted to share?
4: No, it's for the next section.
0: Oh, okay.
1: With Charles and Kyla, the
0: next mm, section. Right.
4: So we'll be looking for you. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed "'towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. "'He spoke and commanded that, she, that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. "'And he commanded certain mighty men of valor "'who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego "'and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, "'their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, "'and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace.' Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They said, They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered. I see four men, loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the the fourth is like the Son of God.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right. What does everybody have to share? What's the Holy Spirit ministering to you?
2: Okay, well, I'll go first.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Kyla.
2: Um, as I was reading this in even the last sections, as the Lord was ministering this to me, I was reminded of when Jesus, after he was crucified, he went to hell and he led the captives captive. I was reminded of the instance when they were thrown in the fiery furnace and there they it describes it as the fourth like the Son of God, how in the midst of the fiery furnace, he's ministering to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And as I think about it, I see a parallel. How, just like how Jesus, when he completed his earthly ministry, he trans- he, was, he went to hell to save all those that had died before he had come. That's what I see here. It was a foreshadowing, sort of, of what was going to come Mm -hmm. and how they shouldn't have feared death or how they shouldn't have feared death but instead looked to the greater reward and they knew Mm -hmm. God was Mm -hmm. going to come and rescue them, Mm -hmm. whatever form it was going to take. Mm
1: -hmm. And clearly they weren't afraid. They were bold and confident in their Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. Thank you Kyla And Charles what do you have
4: I would like to take you guys to Genesis
1: Okay Um, Genesis what
4: I'm looking at Genesis 4 Verse 5 We'll go to verse 5 From verse 5 to verse 7 Okay Is everybody there
1: Mm-hmm.
4: But he did not respect Cain and his offering, and Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Mm-hmm. And Daniel, I am going, the correlation is when Nebuchadnezzar, it was saying that Nebuchadnezzar's Nebuchadnezzar's <laughs> constant <laughs> yes. spell when he was angry mm-hmm. what the Lord was showing me is that most people I'd say when they're sinning they want somebody to be in there so they can point a finger they're doing it as well how come they're not getting in trouble and you can see that it's same here for Nebuchadnezzar
1: mm-hmm.
4: he wanted them to go with him in the sin so that way he didn't feel bad and feel like I'm doing wrong, and
1: Mm -hmm. so that way he's justified, right? Yes. Mm -hmm.
4: And how when they were unwilling to go with them and saying that they should do the right thing instead of it, Mm -hmm. you can also see that their statement, like Liz said, they're saying what the Lord said, but they're also admonishing to do what was right, Mm -hmm. saying that if they're not, they should only worship the true living, true and living God, Mm -hmm. not idols of Himself and other gods.
1: That's right. Mm. Amen. Amen. And how you
4: could, with Abel, like with Abel inside of the, when he offered his offering, mm-hmm. his countenance didn't fall because he knew he was doing everything that was right in the eyes of the Lord and he had no reason to be scared or angry mm-hmm. because the Lord rewards those who do good. Mm-hmm. He doesn't punish them. So mm-hmm. Abel was able to go about his business and he was actually. Uh, I say happy about it because he was accepted. Mm -hmm. But like Cain and Nebuchadnezzar, they were angry because nobody was willing to go with them. Mm -hmm. And how it reminded me of the devil and how he tries to take as many people as
1: he can with him to hell. Mm -hmm. And he's angered when he can't do that. Mm -hmm. Well, he's in a a rage anyway because he knows his time is short and his destination is fixed. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely. Um, Nebuchadnezzar had people that... Co-signed on his bad behavior. They worshipped this idol and this image, but these three gentlemen um, were the standard of righteousness. Just like Abel was the standard of righteousness, right? Yes. And because he did righteously, it automatically pointed to and showed that Cain didn't. Didn't. And what people fail to realize when they're looking at, they're viewing life through human humanism or the human perspective is that God is the standard of righteousness and you can never blot him out you may try to take the people that reflect him away but he is who he is he will stand and his will his way his presence his being will remain you can never remove God from the scene so it it's easy for for humans to go what's that person over there so if I get them out of the way There'll be nothing left but this, and then we'll call this right and righteous. But no, God is, what he said is still what he said. If God called it wickedness, it is absolutely, in fact, wickedness, no matter what anybody thinks about it. If he says it's righteousness, then it's righteousness. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. And it doesn't matter if all the people uh-huh. went after the way of Cain or Nebuchadnezzar in this moment, they would still be wrong because God said it was wrong.
0: Uh-huh.
1: God is so good. There's always one that will listen to him. There's always one. He's all. He's got the prophets reserved in the cave. He's got Noah. He's got Jesus. He's got someone who will listen to him. He's got Abraham, someone who will believe him because he's just that kind of God. He's so faithful, and he's the chief strategist, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen, Charles. Did you have anything else you wanted to say?
0: No. What were you going to say, I promise?
1: Uh, kind of like
5: how, I think it was like three devotion, three days ago that mommy was talking about how the Lord is bringing King Nebuchadnezzar closer to himself. Okay. The Lord showing that, kind of like the devil is trying to stop that progress and take Nebuchadnezzar down.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Because, I. Thinking in the beginning of 2 Samuel, if you'll flip with me there.
1: I sure will flip with you there. Is that 1 Samuel? 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel, okay. What chapter? Chapter 1. Okay. Oh.
4: Hmm.
5: And verse 11. Actually, let's go back to verse 10. Okay. So I stood over him and killed him, because I was sure he could not live after after he had fallen. And I took the crown that was on his head and the bracelet that was on his arm, and I brought them here to my Lord. Therefore David took hold of his own clothes and tore them, and so did all the men who were with him. And they mourned and wept, and fasted till evening for Saul, and for Jonathan his son, for the people of the Lord, and for the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. Then David said to the young man who told him, Where are you from? And he answered, I am the son of an alien, and a So David said to him, him how is it you are not afraid to put forth your hand and destroy the Lord's anointed? Then David called one of the young men and said, Go near and execute him. Mm-hmm. And he struck him so that he died.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: So David said, Your blood is on your own head, for your own mouth has testified against you, saying, I killed the Lord's anointed.
0: Mm-hmm. Can I explain, sir?
5: So the Lord's sh- Show me that the devil is trying to use that instance to make Nebuchadnezzar rise up against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego so that Nebuchadnezzar won't have a chance to go and be. Yes, he won't have a chance to go and become one of the Lord's sons. Mm. Mm
0: Hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting hmm That's very good. Because, yes, we have seen the Lord. Uh, I'll say it in this way. Nebuchadnezzar was not unaware of the Lord, right? He had Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah that were also now or have been for some time now as part of the, the leadership mm-hmm. for the empire, mm-hmm. right? Nebuchadnezzar's entirety. Of his kingdom, and they were positioned close to him. Right? Says that Daniel at the end of chapter two sat in the king's gate. Mm -hmm. So he had a place at the table. He was part of the the inner circle, his council, right, his advisors. So there is no doubt that he saw the Lord working in and through Daniel because of Daniel's relationship with the Lord daily. Right? Mm -hmm. But there's a difference between knowing about the Lord and knowing the Lord, having your own personal, intimate encounter with the Lord, right? Yes. Well, we can take the Apostle Paul. He studied the Scriptures his entire life. He was a Pharisee among Pharisees, right? However, he met the Lord at an encounter with the Lord, his own personal one, Mm -hmm. and it changed everything. Mm -hmm. There's There's a distinct distinguishable difference between knowing about the Lord and knowing the Lord. Mm-hmm. And there's no doubt in my mind that Nebuchadnezzar has heard about the Lord constantly.
1: Clearly he had the dream and the interpretation included. <laughs> right. The Lord. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. So he knows about the Lord, but he's not had a personal encounter, if you will.
1: He doesn't know why he needs him yet.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But here he has one, he sees the Lord in the furnace, mm-hmm. fulfilling his word. Now, what do I mean by that? Uh, I'm first reminded of what it says in Hebrews 13, where Paul is addressing the Hebrews, and in verse 5, he says, Never, they said. That the Lord, the God has said, never will I leave you, nor will I forsake you. Mm-hmm. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. Mm-hmm. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Well, we're seeing right here, we're reading about what man can do to you. They threw Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael in the fiery furnace. That was he seven times hotter. But that isn't the first time the Lord said that, right? He said that repeatedly. Deuteronomy thirty-one six, which also isn't the first time he said that. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He says it again in two verses later. The Lord himself goes before you. He will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid afraid, or discouraged. And then guess what? He says the same thing to Joshua in chapter 1, verse 5. No one shall stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. He says this constantly throughout his word. <clears throat> and and also fathers remind their, their sons of that. In Kings, First Kings eight fifty seven, may the Lord our God be with us as He was with our fathers. May He never leave us or forsake us. First Chronicles twenty eight twenty, David said to Sol- also said to Solomon his son, "Be strong and courageous, and do it. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord, God, my God, is with you. Mm-hmm. He will never fail you nor forsake you. Before all the work." For the service of the house of the Lord is finished. And another way to look at that is before all that he has purpose for you to do is completed.
1: In so, life. In life. Yes. Yes. Not just a short task, and then he's gone.
0: And it's all, for David, it's also something that he clearly reflected on repeatedly, because he writes about it in the Psalms, right? He said, uh, Psalms 37, 37, yes, 25, he says, I once was young, and now I am old. Never have I seen the righteous abandoned or their children begging, begging for bread. Mm-hmm. The Lord is with them. He provides. He, he takes care of them. That's right? right? <clears throat> or in mm-hmm. 2 Corinthians 4.9. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Right? You see all of those scriptures played out here. They were... Being persecuted, or they were being accused, and then persecuted as a result of their relationship with Christ, and they still chose to stand and let God be God,
1: mm-hmm.
0: trusting Him. Right? Well, that was their confession. Yep. And right there was a first. That was exactly what they were asked. Who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? That was Nebuchadnezzar's question to Hananiah. Mishael and Azariah. And they said, God, whom we serve, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. So you see, right, one of the verses we read in in, um, Deuteronomy, he keeps his covenant, he remembers his covenant, and he said, He will not forsake us, leave us or forsake us. Mm -hmm. And here in verse 25, King Nebuchadnezzar sees a fourth one, a fourth person in the fire with the three, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, that he cast into the furnace, Mm -hmm. that the fourth is like the Son of God. Mm -hmm. You see Christ upholding his word, it does not come back void. Mm-mm. We have to align with what he said and stand in it.
1: Mm-hmm. And I want to put something in perspective for us as we're looking at this. You know, we look at these, these champions of faith, if you will, who are able to endure heart testing and come out on the other side successful and victorious. First of all, that God's motivation towards us is to do us good. Right? His uh-huh. purpose towards us is to do us good. It's always to protect us. It's always to exalt us. It's always to conform us to his image. Just like with Job, he did what his determination was for Job, even though Job, it took him through a, a, a journey of hard testing, was to double him on the other side of it. Likewise, here, God has a plan for these young men to continue to promote them because he said he would do that. But also... When they were going through this this testing, it wasn't as though Jesus was off somewhere else and suddenly they caught his attention. And then he's flying as fast as he could, you know, like his (laughs) wings all torn back and, you know, he's he's (laughs) flying like a bullet train trying to get there to them in time to save them. No, he was there the entire time. Know that, understand that and all that you said, sweetheart, that he'll never leave us or forsake us meant means he's starting out with us, not that he's coming in at the last minute to rescue us. Oftentimes as humans mm-hmm. and believers in our humanity, we see God as this, a far off God. He's sitting on the throne. Yes, he is, but he's also on the inside of us. He's omnipresent. Amen. Nobody else is like that. Nobody is like him. And his omnipotence, sovereignty, omnipresence, right? Nobody else has that. But he does. So he can be everywhere all at the same time. So he was there with them. He didn't, like I said, he didn't just fly down. Oh, it's getting close to the wire. I got to go, God. You know, it wasn't like that. He was already there. And likewise, we have, as believers and children of God, The Lord talks about the angels of the children that are always before the father's face, meaning they have first, first come access to him, right? We don't lose our angels just because we get older. Now you can have them sit there with nothing to do. They're going, man, will this, will this one ever get in line? Will they ever confess the word of God? Will they ever be obedient so I can help them? I can truly get in and help them aside from saving their, their life from disaster every now and again. But they're there. But the most important element and factor is God is with us. He's not a last minute showing up God. He's been with us the whole year. That was actually a word that we had from the Lord Uh um, prior to the beginning of 2021, is that he's been here the entire time. He's not surprised. He's not caught off guard. He's not rushing in at the last minute. He is the Lord God Almighty. Okay? Okay. And Kylie you had something you wanted to say, real
2: well. I guess it's sort of a statement, but also sort of a question. Okay, um, as where I was reading verse 24, I was reminded of the instance where God sent Moses to Pharaoh mm-hmm. with the signs, mm-hmm. but also in the instance where the Lord spoke to Moses through the burning bush, and mm-hmm. then also when the Lord, um, when the prophet. I believe it's Elijah.
1: Elijah. yeah.
2: Elijah. Mm-hmm. And he, in first Kings chapter 18, verse 38, where he built the the altar and towards heaven, he built it out of stone and he covered it in water. And he also had the prophets of Baal. He said, if your God is truly who you say he is, let fire come down from heaven and consume the, your altar.
1: The God who answers by fire is the real God.
2: Yes. And, mm-hmm. I was reminded of how several times up until this point, the Lord spoke to the children of Israel through fire. They had the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't something they should have been afraid of.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And part of me thinks that's why Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, they weren't afraid of the furnace because not... Not saying that the Lord sends you to hell or anything. Not saying that at all. But up until this point, that's what they knew. The Lord spoke to them through fire. And even when the Lord, when they first came out of Egypt into the wilderness, they weren't afraid of the pillar by fire. They followed it as they walked throughout. Mm -hmm. It was a means of safety to them. And... Typically, people, if they saw uncontrolled fire, they'd be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. But they weren't.
0: Well, here's here's the thing with that, right? Fire does what it does. Yes. It consumes. And in Moses' case, both in the burning bush, but then also with the cloud of fire, right, or pillar of fire, excuse me. Yes. What was the significance of that? The bush was not consumed. Mm-hmm. That's yes. what fire does, right, Was We saw with Elijah, it consumed everything. All the water, all the rock, it consumed it all. But the Lord controls or is in control of everything. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. And that is what they are recognizing. Fire does what it does. Water does what it does.
1: It's neither good nor bad. Exactly. It's just an
0: element. It It just is. Mm -hmm. But the bigger thing is their trust was in the Lord who controls and by control he is in control of everything. Mm-hmm. He says to, he makes that very clear to Job. He says, if, "Who are you? Or are you tell me how I set the boundaries that the water can't cross this unless I say differently?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Yes. You see those same elements played out whether it's fire, water, whatever it is. The Lord says boundaries in place. Mm-hmm. He protects those that are His. Mm-hmm. Right. So their trust was not in the. Oh, I'm not afraid of fire. Because then it would be like in other places in Scripture where then people go make their children walk through fire, which he oh, says, don't do that, right? Bad. So, no, I'm not saying that you're saying that, right? But I'm saying it's not a don't fear that and and now we can just do whatever. No, it's trust in the Lord, the one who controls mm-hmm. or is in control of everything. And just like he holds us in the palm of his hand, he op- he closes doors that no one can open and opens doors that no one can shut, mm-hmm. he can say, go here and no further. Same mm-hmm. with with Job, right? So we, we talked yes. about that. So he gave the, the limitations to Satan. Mm-hmm. You can come here and no further. You can't touch this That's right. or that. Yes. So that was where their faith and their hope was. It wasn't in an element. That's right. And I don't have to fear this element, mm-hmm. if you will. It was the Lord controls the element. he created the elements, and he's in control of them.
1: God made all the difference because as soon as they opened the door the other two gents
0: or whoever whatever the the men of valor which means they were strong they were mighty they were consumed by the fire instantly they didn't, they instantly. weren't stepping into the just because of the heat cuz everything they were done
1: I don't know how many of the you know how However many, many there were them, just opening the door they were consumed so it's God and the fire God yes. over the fire God is the one who makes all the difference. I love the way you explain that to me. Yes, and I
0: don't have to fear anything because God's in control, and, and he, oh, he will set limitations and boundaries. Uh, right? Same with with Christ. Right? As we talked about, you said before, Pilate, and he didn't have to fear. Mm-hmm. Right? He says this wouldn't have even happened unless you were given authority.
2: Yes acknowledging we're from my father, from my father oh, that's right.
0: acknowledging yes. it's the Lord that has the boundaries and the limitations why do you mm-hmm. think there were so many times before that he could walk through the crowd that was trying to stone him trying to throw him off the cliff right mm-hmm. numerous times I just bring up those as examples right to show that happened more than once yes. that then he could then just pass through the crowd how does uh, that how do you yeah. how does it go from one to the other Amen. because there were limitations and boundaries that the Lord that the father put in place. And that's still for us today. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't have to fear anything. I just have to keep my faith, my hope, my trust in the one, the Lord and mm-hmm. Savior, my God.
1: Yes, there is no other. And be mindful. You know, how it's easy to do a, a, a sleight of hand, if you will, to think I'm trusting in God, but really your trust is in the fire and the fire's ability. So make sure you, you don't fall for that, if you will. But you keep your focus, your hope, your faith, your trust. All that you have is rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. That's your your eyes, if you will, are fixed upon him. Not upon what the fire can do, not upon what man can do, not upon the wind, not upon anything else, but your hope is in Jesus. And like you just said, sweetheart, their hope was in God. So you are you're right on the right track there, Kyla, just tuning up that one little thing. It's God that made the, make the difference. And yes. he can makes the difference today. He is still the same God today as he was then and as he will be in our future.
0: Exactly. And scripture even says, all right, that's Malachi 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I do not change. And then what's mm-hmm. the second half of that verse? Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Now yes, if we look at Malachi 3, he is talking about judgment and all those other things. But he says, on the Lord, I do not change, therefore you are not consumed. Okay, why? You have to go back to Exodus, where the Lord describes himself. Exodus 34, uh, I'll read um, 5 through 7. You don't have to turn there just for the, oh, okay. you know, for time. Now the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And Moses' response was to make haste and bow his head towards the earth, and he worshiped the Lord. That's, that's significant. That should be our response because of who he is. That, that's, he says, I'm the Lord of change not. That's who he is. That's why we are not consumed. He is f- looking for our good mm-hmm. to bless us, especially his children, those that are his people and who he is our God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any questions on that? No. no. All right. Well, it's a little longer than, than I expected it to, to be or wanted it to be, But so can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer? I will. All right, Kyla.
2: Lord, we just thank you that you're the captain of our salvation, God, and you're the keeper of our souls. And we thank you for being a good God God and he you make yourself known to us you don't hide yourself from us God and you mm-hmm. say that if we seek you we'll find you. Mm-hmm. We ask mm-hmm. that you keep our listeners God and that you make yourself manifest in this world God that even the blind can see you God mm-hmm. And we just give you honor and you give you praise thank you in your name Lord Jesus amen in
1: Jesus
0: name amen we love you. God bless you and have a wonderful day. bye.